Okay, so I'm engaged. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Goddess Hangs, episode 127. Woo! Oh my gosh, we, <clears throat> excuse me, my voice is rusty because we haven't spoken in two weeks. I haven't spoken a word out loud this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> God, dust off the old vocal cords. <laughs> Swiffer them, baby, because we got a lot of catching up to do. We have a lot of catching up to do. This is just going to be a catch-up episode because Juliet's been in Italy for two weeks. I've been still in South Korea for two more weeks. (laughs) (laughs) But we both had really big, profound experiences. Big things have happened in these two weeks. We have a lot to catch up on. We were like, no topic today. So if you're here typically just for the topics, move along. (laughs) It's not going to happen today. Yeah, it's not (laughs) happening today. Not There's tonight. no time. There's no time. We're going to be here for three <laughs> hours, probably. But, well, I was going to say, but to begin, before we get to that, but that's not, that's all we're doing today. Uh, but before we start with what's new with us, we have a few things to share. One, mm-hmm. we're doing a really exciting live event that you can RSVP a spot to in the show notes. It's called Discover Divine Purpose, which was actually the name of the OG program I first ever created that eventually morphed into Activate Your Magic that Juliet and I now teach co-taught together. Um, but Discover Divine Purpose, we're going to be meeting live on Tuesday, May 30th at 4 p.m. Pacific. So that's 7 Eastern. And we're going to dive into how to discover your purpose, how we discovered our purpose, how we really tapped into our power, how we took ultimately the magic off the page and really embodied it and like used it to transform our life. Uh, Because so often we can get stuck on this step of like, I know how this works. I have the knowledge. I believe in it. Mm -hmm. But why isn't it happening in my life? And it ultimately ties back into clarity on your divine purpose and clarity on your dreams and feeling in your power to pursue them actively. So it's going to be a really fun live event, totally free. And we can't wait to see you there. We're so excited. It's going to be amazing. We do the best live free events in the universe. And so if you've been listening forever, or if you just found us this morning, sign up We're going to have a great time. We cannot wait to see you. It's going to be fun. It'll be over Zoom. So we'll actually get to see you, which will be really fun. Yeah. We we love doing like IG lives, TikTok lives, but there's just something so special about being on Zoom and like seeing your faces and your energy just feels like so potent and we feel closer to you and the like intuitive channeling that comes through like when we're hosting live calls on the Alchemy Collective, like it's so fun. It's so powerful. So we wanted to bring that into a live event so you can see what it's like to, to be in our world behind some of these paywalls. We wanted to invite you in and, and have the experience for yourself. So make sure you RSVP so you get the link. We can't wait to see you there. Number two, <laughs> Bali. <laughs> <laughs> There is still time to join us, but 
it's where the days are counting down. There's not many days left. I think May 30th is the cutoff or like June 1st. It's it's in there. It's coming up. <laughs> it's less than a month away. It's a couple weeks away from the cutoff at the time of this recording. And we're spending a whole week in Bali together. We're going to be dancing under waterfalls and cleansing our auras and our energies and temples and host Juliet and I are hosting incredible workshops and it's going to be an incredible portal into an entire uh I was gonna say entire year of magic the bundle is over fuck I messed it up (laughs) (laughs) one week of magic you know what I said it so if you sign up and you shoot us a dm and you say I heard you on the podcast talk about the bundle even though it's technically over I want it you we'll give it to you We will. Feeling generous will. today. Come on into the bundle. <laughs> Fuck it. We want you to come to Bali. I have a big announcement about something related to Bali later this episode. Okay. So just throwing that out there. A little, little hook. Uh, but it's going to be amazing. You can use the code LASTCHANCE200 to save $200. And yes, that code will work. Uh, if you decide to go for one of the Affirm cash flow friendly payment plans, which you can still use to sign up. So get in there, shoot us an email, send us a DM if you have any questions about it. Come spend a week in Bali with us. It's going to be so fun. I just found, I sent it to our group chat. When you when you confirm your trip, you come into a group chat with us. So we can talk about what swimsuits we're packing and what we're most excited about and the flights we're booking and all of that stuff. I found this restaurant that they do a tarot card reading for you and the cards you they pull for you determine what you eat so you don't pick off the menu what you're going to eat they do a past present future and that's your three course meal and i'm like so excited we're definitely gonna check it out we're gonna do a resi on one of the nights that dinner isn't already planned with the with the trova trip plans we'll all go to this tarot restaurant it's gonna be so fun i'm so excited I am like, you know, we talk so much about this trip and I talked so much about Italy before I was going like with in my life and with my friends and and then you get on the airplane and then you get there and then it's like, oh, this is real. This is magical. Yeah. And but and like for me, the Italy trip was and this was my circumstance, like I had been sitting on a particular amount of money for a little while um, and I just wouldn't spend it. I just wouldn't spend it. And then I just got this feeling. I was like, I'm meant to go on this adventure. Like, I'm like, come on. Like, I'm meant to do it. And it pushed me a little bit. But oh, my God, was it the best way it ever could have been spent. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're like, I want to go, but it feels like. I don't know. I'm nervous. Like, trust your gut and reach yeah. out to us if you have any questions. We're going to have the most amazing time. Yeah. So there's still time, but not much time. So it's running out it's in the show notes. Check it out. 
And those are the two main things we want to chat up. But remember, we always have our free Manifest Like Magic guide. We're always welcoming people into the Alchemy Collective where we're manifesting our dream lives together. We have master classes and intuitive development circles. And we, we work with the moon together every month. It's so, so fun. We meet every Monday, Magic Mondays, to create magic in our life. It's such a fun way to start off the week. It's so, mm-hmm. so fun. And without further ado, Juliet. What is new with you, girl? <laughs> um, what are we going to start with? Oh, God. Should we start with it? <laughs> okay, so I'm engaged. <laughs> I just got, like, really nervous. Like, I started sweating again. I have to take a shower after this. I'll tell my side of the story of when I first found this out in a moment, but like, let's let Juliet just, ah! I finally got to scream about it just now. That was, that felt good. I know. Okay. Cause you were tell at like everything. a cafe yeah. and you couldn't and scream. Nobody talks in public places in Asia. <laughs> it's it's like very, very quiet. quiet. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> she turned bright red. <laughs> tell us everything tell us everything i'm i'm so excited i'm so excited wait show us the ring again for our video viewers okay let's (gasps) see if i get it there it is oh i'm gonna throw up it's so gorgeous it's so gorgeous i love it so much (laughs) oh okay it's so So weird it's so crazy i can't i know we all knew and like, mm-hmm. but like you're engaged. You're engaged. You're gonna be married. I know. I, know. So <laughs> I don't know how to tell the story without telling the full story of yeah, like you have my to tell us everything. There. Yeah. Okay. Just tell <laughs> us about Italy. We'll get there in a point in time. Okay. <laughs> because because the bullet point is that I was so sure it was gonna happen. There were all these red herrings, and then I had a meltdown on the trip because it hadn't happened, at which point I was sort of informed it wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so I let it go, and then I was compl- I was actually surprised. Remember, I was like, I'm not going to look shocked in photos. I know it's coming. I look shocked in photos. <laughs> It's, I'll just say it's really sweet. Juliet like texted me and she was like, so I had a meltdown, but like Victor said, like, it's not gonna happen on this trip, but I actually feel like relieved because like I just kept feeling like on the edge of my seat and whatever. So I feel better now. And he said it's gonna happen soon. And I was like, bullshit, it's happening on this trip. He's just buttering her <laughs> up. I, I didn't say that, but you know, I'm not gonna ruin it. But I was just like, no, uh, he's tricking her. This is the ultimate con. <laughs> And he and he wanted me to be very clear in saying that he never said it wouldn't happen on the trip. He said it a different way so that he wasn't exactly lying. He's that's like, I a never lie. lied to you. That's a lie that can pass. That's that's there are instances where it is appropriate to lie, and if it's to surprise your girlfriend in ga- getting engaged, I think that's fine. <laughs> that's a I, lie like, we I'm, will allow. I'm so happy. I'm so excited. So um the first thing that I've learned about being engaged is you could be engaged. You Victor could be on his knee and people will say, when's the wedding? And it's like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just a funny thing that happens. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to bring us back to 
the night before the trip. When we bring the bird to my parents' house, we're dropping off the bird. We're saying goodbye. She had a wonderful time at their house. Tweedums went to camp. Oh, my God. She had had the best photo shoots. (laughs) There were there were artistic photo shoots. My mom bought her a swing, taught her tricks. My mom texted me today that she's like a little sad, like missing the bird. The bird is happier at their house, if I'm being honest. It's just like lighter and brighter and whatever. But um, you live here. So (laughs) anyways, we bring the bird over Mm -hmm. and my mom's like, do you have time to stay for a little bit? Like, I have a surprise. I'm like, oh, what's the surprise? She brings out all these, like, Italian hors d'oeuvres. And she went to, like, a del- like an Italian deli or market and got cannolis. And she brings Aww. out champagne with wine glasses. And – or no, with champagne flutes. Forgive me. And – my, he, Victor and my dad like go into the kitchen and I hear Victor say like and then there's this and I hear my dad laughing and I'm like does he have the ring does he have the ring is he showing my dad the ring right now spoiler alert I don't know what I, he probably showed him a photo of a dog he did not that is not what happened okay my mom brings this up is not the sham- send off I got when I left home <laughs> <laughs> Talk about <laughs> my like, mom well, brings out make good decisions. Go. That's all I got in a hug. I got a hug. <laughs> well, that's nice. Well, I didn't expect this. My mom brings out four champagne flutes, and one of them says "bride," and she goes, "Well, this one's for me because I'm the only bride here." And I'm like, "Is he going to propose right now?" <laughs> so I'm like. I'm like, my parents are here. They've set the table. There's a spread. There's champagne. My parents don't drink. There's champagne. There's a... And I thought maybe like he would propose and then she would hand me the thing that said bride. And so I'm sitting there. I'm going, oh my God, it's happening. Oh my God, it's going to happen. It's going to happen before the trip. It's going to happen right now. And I'm like getting hot because everything appeared. I'm like, oh my God, this would be so sweet. Like with my parents and all that... No, nothing happens. Victor had no idea my mom was doing this. He was like, well, that was nice of her. I'm like, okay. And that was like what set the tone for the rest of the trip. Like these situations where it's like, oh my God, it's going to happen. It's happening. And it doesn't happen. So we fly our many hours um, and we arrive in Rome. What did you do on the plane? I'll be telling you what I didn't do. I didn't listen to Miley Cyrus for 11 hours and pretend I was in a movie. <laughs> did you Did you watch Eat, Pray, Love? Because that's my other favorite plane activity. <laughs> what did I do on the flight there? I don't know. I, I just want to know. a lot of it. That's good. And I listened to a bunch of like business podcasts. Mm-hmm. And then I would like fall asleep. And the flight there, we were on this like state-of-the-art Turkish Airlines plane. They gave they gave great meals. It was mm-hmm. really they pass out slippers and and a toothbrush. And oh, I stood up for myself on this flight. Let's start with this. This is gonna be a nine hour episode. <laughs> so I used to avoid any confrontation at all costs. I was like, I don't want to deal with it. It's not worth it. It's a 13-hour flight. I went to the bathroom. It's a 13-hour flight. I'm in the bathroom for maybe four minutes. 
I was not going number two, but I was changing out a period situation. Okay. (laughs) So I'm in there for a minute and this woman is like banging on the door, banging on the door. And I'm like, hang on. (laughs) Like I wasn't in there for 15 minutes. Like it was very, I know a normal amount of time to stay in a bathroom on a plane that has seven bathrooms on a 13 hour flight. Go find a different bathroom. (laughs) There's more than one on those huge planes. Banging on the door. And so I'm like, okay, hang on. So I finish up what I need to do. I open the door and I'm like, who was knocking? And the flight attendant's like, oh, actually it was me. Like that woman said you were in there for a really long time and she was worried, which was such BS. I'm like, that's not what this was. She wanted me to hurry. So I, (laughs) I walked up to her and I was like, were you banging on the door? She like pretend I, she's like, oh, uh, no, no, no. I was like, don't do that. Like, that's really rude. Like, I have my period. Give me five fucking minutes. God, that would literally, I hate airplane bathrooms and I would literally go into a full, sp- I would faint if someone was doing that to me while I was in there already. Over and over and over. Oh my God. I felt so good being like, were you banging on the bat, banging on the bathroom door? She literally was. So I remember hearing that song as a kid, by the way, and just picturing people naked knocking on a door. I was like, I don't get this song. Yeah, I didn't get it, but I loved it. And we were always singing every word. It was one of those that I knew all the words. I was like, I don't know what it means, but it's catchy. It wasn't me. So, Okay. On the airplane, I stood up for myself, I ate some pasta, and I slept. So we arrive in Rome, and oh, also, I had been off, I was like, supposed to be done with my medicine. I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm done, it's over. No, it wasn't. (laughs) But anyways, so for the first couple days of the trip, I had no medicine in me, and everything brought me to tears. I was sobbing and it was really amazing and I'm sad that that kind of got taken away from me but like we saw the Trevi Fountain sobbing we saw we went into the Colosseum sobbing like I I heard a violin I'm like oh my Victor's like you gotta pull it together everything made me cry. I like felt my emotions for the first time in years, but it was all, it was a little much. I'm going to be honest. It was, it was a little like, you know, it's a pigeon. I'm crying. Like it was, everything was a little. (laughs) (laughs) I'd been pent up there for a while. Yeah. So, um, I had this realization that there's nowhere like Rome and the desire for glory and for bigness and for Mm. legacy. I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen or felt anything like it. The scale of things blew me away. Like I had a thought of how big the Trevi Fountain might be. I had a thought like wrong. (laughs) Like everything is just so much bigger. So I wrote down we did the Coliseum tour mm. and we get in the Coliseum. I'm like enjoying it. I'm like, oh, this is nice. We walk in. I start sobbing and Victor's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I remember this. I remember being here. Wow. 
Oof. It was, and I was like, I sat right up there. I was in the back. I was a young woman. I came with my friend and I would like hold my breath like nothing bad happened. Like I would always hope that it would end with like a draw or nobody got hurt. But I would, I was like, I was like, oh my God, I remember. And I would wear these shoes and I, like I could feel it. It was wow. so intense. And I've never really had a connection to like, I've, and I, that surprised me, but that was amazing. Wow. And um, I was blown away that the Coliseum was like, like we see it as like stone and cement and stuff, bricks, whatever. But it was all white marble. It was all marble. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I haven't been to Rome. I flew into Rome, but I didn't spend time there. So oh. I haven't seen the Coliseum. Oh, I thought you had. Okay. It is the most remarkable place. The The... The commitment, because I was thinking, gosh, they really could have just torn everything down. They could have been like, ah, this is old. The, every single thing they kept on every street corner is like, oh, this stood here 2,000 years ago. It's, it, it, it's it is so amazing. So the Colosseum was all white marble. And in the pillars that you like the arches that you see around the side, there were statues in all of them. And inside it was all colorful. Like it was all like painted in red and blue. I mean, it was stunning. And the guide had like pictures of what it would have looked like and, and, and how they had these, um, this brilliant air conditioning system where they would like roll out these, um, the whole top of the Coliseum had these tarps that would come down and meet in the middle. And because they understood how the wind worked and the sun worked so well, they like knew which ones to put down. So everybody would be shaded and cool air would get trapped inside. Oh, wow. It was, it was an unbelievable. Um, and then we walked over to the Roman forum, which it was simply surreal. I could not wrap my head around it. You basically see like, Oh, that's where, the temple was that Julius Caesar built and that's where the, you know, this happened and that like the, and so many of the structures or at least the foundations of them are still standing. <laughs> and I touched everything. I, I wanted to put my hands on every single piece of marble and stone and pillar. Like I, all I want to do was touch everything. And you could like feel the bustling of the people and the energy. And, and it was just this, it was this amazing thing of like, all I could hear and feel was like, we were here. Like, this was not a story. Like, we were here. Mm -hmm. And it blew my mind. Um, at the Trevi Fountain, obviously I cried. It was 10 times bigger than I thought it was going to be. Like, however you think it's going to be, like, multiply it by 10. I could yeah. not believe how big it was. And we threw our coins, which was so fun. And on the side of the Trevi Fountain, there's this thing called the Lover's Fountain. And you just can, like, drink out of it. And if you drink out of it with, like, your lover, you'll be together forever. So I was like, drink. <laughs> drink this. So, <laughs> so that was awesome. And I just kept feeling so blown away by, like, beauty and art just for the sake of beauty and art and mm -hmm. bigness for the sake of bigness. It, it, it was just amazing. And there are so many obelisks all over the city, like huge, like, I don't know if it was 13 or 15. Some of them have like Egyptian hieroglyphics, like gifts wow. from Egypt. There's like these huge, 
huge obelisk towers. And I'm like, these are energy centers. Like, it's the whole place is a vortex. Wow. It's unbelievable. Um, Let's see. Go bigger, go bigger, be bigger. Oh, my God. I walked past the Pantheon. Another thing that was eight times bigger than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, and around that time, around the walk past the Pantheon time, um, I started going through a severe medicine withdrawal. <laughs> and that sucked. So what that felt like was um, I felt super faint and super dizzy. And I had like – I didn't have a fever, but I felt – like I had a fever and I get I got really like snippy and irritable and like panic started setting in and I was like, oh, I know why this is happening. Um, and so I kind of sat down, we went back to the room and that was a day when for the next like four hours, I just laid in bed and like Victor went off and did some exploring. Um, but I was like, well, I'm far away. I brought my medicine with just in case I'm in another country and we have a long trip ahead of us. <laughs> and yeah. I don't want to suffer. And I can't walk around like this. So made the decision to go back on. Um, but what's nice is when I started this whole journey of possibly ending it, I was on a particular dosage and I was able to drop it down in half, which got rid of some side effects of things that I was sick of. So I sort That's of get amazing. the best of both worlds now. Yeah, I mean, that was the goal was like these side effects, right? So if you can have yeah. the best of both worlds, there you go. Yeah. And, and I was now just you like, know, you tried and like maybe down the road you'll try and half it again and see how that goes or whatever. I don't know how it works exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I think so many people reached out to me on, on DMs. It was very, very sweet. A lot of listeners who I'd never talked to before and they were sharing that like it takes a lot longer than – they typically say like uh, my tapering off was like a three week process, but like yeah. realistically it should probably be like a three month process. And I'm kind of not committed to trying it again right now. It was kind of scary and kind of a lot. So yeah. um, she's back on it and that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> And there's absolutely. no shame in that. And it helps me. So um, that's something that I experienced and it was, you know, I was, really happy that I don't know I took care of myself like it could yeah. have been really disappointing or it could have felt like a failure and I was like no like this is what my body needs at this moment and so that's okay that's okay um so then once that kicked in and uh, like magic the fever went away um <gasps> we went to Vatican City we went to the Sistine Chapel at that point I I was no longer crying even though it was beautiful did you see the giant pine cone statue that we looked at in our one alchemy collective call. Mm-hmm. I saw pine cones everywhere. Everywhere. I've been seeing everywhere, them everywhere too because I've been going to all these temples. It's the pineal gland, you guys. We've known about it for forever for all of humanity. It's amazing. The pine cone gland. Uh-huh. Yeah, I saw when I, we had a layover in Istanbul. Pine cones everywhere. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Vatican City pine cones. And I, and I thought of our, our psychic circle babes and our alchemists. Um, but every tr- – it was so sweet that – and I know you'll tell your, st- your story too. But every – there were so many stunning churches in Rome. And every one that I went into, I like left an offering and lit a candle. And I had like a different like little wish every time. Um, and one of them was, was really about like the women in our community and like the people in our greater community and, and just – 
you know, helping them and serving them and all this beautiful stuff. And so it was very spiritual. It was very spiritual. And I've never in my life been somewhere where I felt history so strongly. I bet, I bet Egypt would be like that. Yeah. We got to go sometime. Oh yeah. Um, it was, it was profound. It was profound. I could not believe I'm like, oh my God, they just drive past all these beautiful things on their way to work. Like I couldn't, I could not wrap my head around it. The whole city is like living history. Um, and then we moved on to Florence. So at this point in the trip, I'm like, it's early in the trip. I'm not like thinking about anything, worrying about anything, suspecting anything. I'm just enjoying. I'm just sightseeing. Um, the same goes for Florence. So Florence, and you've been there, right? I am obsessed with Florence. I have this vision of like living in Florence for a summer and like writing a book, but it's not going to be, it's like, we're going to write books about magic and manifestation, but I'm going to go to Florence and write like a fucking romance or something. Like I I have this vision of like, or like a poetry book. I don't know. I just like, like when I went to Florence, I just, and this was before, this was years before believing in myself, (laughs) believing in these intuitive downloads. And I just remember walking those streets or or maybe in a past life, I I was a writer there or something. I I just remember walking those streets and being like, I meant to like, create something here so maybe it's not a book i don't know i meant to do something there so florence is on my list big time somewhere to settle into for a few months at some point it's the energy there is so romantic and it's art and it's love and it's just like oh i love florence i loved it too and it was very cool it felt like it was also or even more so like frozen in time um Mm -hmm. And it was, it's the cradle of the Renaissance. Mm. Like it's where all of that art and all of that magic happened. And so we were there when it was rainy, which was actually very romantic. I really mm. liked it. And I did feel, again, I, it was like a vortex, but in a different way. It was almost like, it was almost like I feel like it opened up really wide at that time period and then it sort of like shut, but there's still like the atoms from that explosion swirling around mm. is like sort of how I felt. I would be super curious. I mean, we should I'm sure like Steffi could tell us the answer or something, but like what was the like astro cartography situation? What were mm. the stars like over Florence, like during the Renaissance, like that period because I agree it's like there's something like almost tangible that you feel as you walk through the streets that you want to like grasp and you want to like embrace Mm -hmm. but it's like a I don't know it's like a shadow of like what once was but like in a really yummy way it's absolutely well so we did a tour (laughs) we booked a tour called Florence with Elvis and I was oh. like, oh, what Elvis? I love Elvis. It was just a gimmick. There was no nobody dressed up like Elvis. It was-, <laughs> was the guy's name Elvis? No, it was just a, it was just good marketing. <laughs> like on the sign up page, was there a picture of Elvis? <laughs> there was. <laughs> Did any of the reviews say anything about this marketing situation? No, 
<laughs> I just booked it. Um, so we took our Florence with Elvis tour. Love that. And we got to see the David, which another thing that I thought was going to be the size of a person. No, it is not. It is huge. David is huge. David is like 20 feet tall. David is like 10 times bigger than you think David's going to be. And he's beautiful. And his energy is remarkable. And I loved seeing him um, in this room under this dome of light and how like after all these years, thousands of people are coming every year to just be in the energy of that art and see it and feel it. Mm. And so some lessons I felt that I pulled from that were like, art lives on, art matters, like glorify it, place your art energetically in a room where the sun shines on it, like treat your art like it's the David, treat your life like it's the David. Like there was... Oh, I just thought I was like, oh my gosh, like I want people to come enjoy my music and my creations like hundreds of years from now and be like, wow, <laughs> and just feel what they want to feel. Um, I also love that leading up to David, there were all these sculptures that were unfinished, like in the um, mm. in the marble blocks, and they were called uh, Michelangelo called them prisoners, um, and it was like. A, a statement. Now, I sort of think that he started them and then changed his mind and then just said, oh, yeah, they're called prisoners. That's sort of what I think happened. Rebranding. I have, <laughs> I have no basis to prove that. But I thought, oh, my gosh, how brilliant that your unfinished work, your imperfect work is still worthy of being in a museum. Mm -hmm. It's still worthy of being like seen, seen appreciated. and appreciated. And the potential that's in it. I mean, I just love that. It was not about perfection. It was about expression. Mm -hmm. So I loved that. Um, there were... <laughs> I wrote, seeing my body type in statues of Venus was hot. Every statue of Venus, I was like, that's my body. <laughs> that's what I've always told you. <laughs> yeah. You look like the statues in Italy. That's what I've always said. <laughs> I got to experience it. And I didn't even say it first. Victor was like, that looks like you. I'm like, that's, that's my soft tummy. That's, that's the goddess. That's what the goddess Ooh. has been envisioned as for millennia. Like that is goddess right there. It was, I was, I felt so gorgeous. I felt so gorgeous amongst these statues and um, seeing like the first the first pianos that were ever made, like the first cer certain first instruments. Like I didn't realize the Renaissance was also responsible for so many instruments and so much music mm -hmm. and how big of a deal music was. And, um, and some of the paintings were the size of like my whole living room. They were mm -hmm. like 15 feet, 20 feet tall. I mean, it was, it was, everything was about going big. It was how big can we make it? There was not a, there was not this, um, this scrunched in smallness that I feel like so many of us have to really actively work to break out of yeah. and, and, and take up space. That's, it just wasn't a thing. Um, they had other things, but <laughs> this wasn't one of them that they were dealing with. Right. So that was just, that was just remarkable. And then um, I wrote a carousel because I have to ride on every carousel I see. That's just like a rule that I have. Um, and I saw the Duomo, which is that giant 
church in the middle of Florence that's mm. like mm-hmm. yes, huge. Yes, yes, yes. I know what you're talking about. I was like, what is that again? I, yeah, I have a bunch of pictures in front of that too. It's so beautiful. It's the most incredibly ornate, like the little detail. Yeah, like it. It, it just. I'm like, it, it's incredible. I amazing that shocked me I had no idea sometimes I like to go visit things and not know what I'm going to see yeah and then just be like oh so I didn't know what I was going to see I was like well they say we should go this way and go see this thing and again you have to turn your whole head up to see the top it's and in pictures and on TikTok you it doesn't even compare to like Mm -hmm. when you're standing there and just this enormous emphasis on how grand can we make everything and how can we make something that lives beyond us and ooh like as an artist that felt good <laughs> and and down to i mean every every single detail was just stunning Mm-hmm. Um, this was also the point in the trip where I said, we need to adjust the walking pace, please, because Victor walks really fast. And That's I was great. like, I feel like I'm running through this city. I'm out of breath. And like, I would like to slow down. So um, I fast. I'm always a block ahead of my, my group. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I don't even think I'm like pumping. <laughs> I, I think I'm leisurely walking. You walk very fast. <laughs> You know, so that was that was the only like little, um, you know, when you travel with your boyfriend, your fiance for two weeks, it like people are like, oh, like, do you guys travel well together? It's like you once we got the walking pace, right? It was, it was <laughs> that's if that's the gist of your uh, problems, I think you're going to you're going to you kids are going to make it. <laughs> we're going to make it. Okay, so we were in Florence for two nights. Then we moved on to Venice. So Venice is where red herring number two happened. <laughs> so you know the first one at my parents' house. Right. Um, with the bride champagne. I was like, this is... That one wasn't Victor's <laughs> fault. That was mother's fault. <laughs> mm-hmm. So on my vision board, which is on the background of my computer, which Victor has seen... For a long time, it's a picture of somebody proposing on a gondola. Because that's sort of how I envisioned it, right? Now, that was just what I envisioned. So I didn't know if he'd seen it, if he'd right. internalized like it, if he'd it. it. Yeah. But he was like, we have to go on a gondola. And I'm like, okay. And this is so funny. So on TikTok, we did a lot of our travel tips through TikTok, like things to do There's here. There's so much useful things. There. Yeah. So it was so funny. There's this big one that, that's going around that's like, you don't have to spend $80 to ride a gondola. Go to this secret location and pay two euros. And so we get in the line and we're like, oh my God, we can only pay two. Yeah, it's two euros if you want to sit with a group of 10 people and cross a really tiny <laughs> canal and then get off on the other side. Technically, you're on one, but it lasts about 30 seconds. And so you we were in that off. line. <laughs> we were in that line and we're like, oh, wait, no, we don't want this. <laughs> like, I want to go for a ride. Yeah. So um, we, the first day it was raining and Oh my gosh. We go to the what is it called? Like St. Mark's Cathedral or St. I think something's cathedral. I don't remember the name of the cathedral, but 
with the there's like a big square and then there's like a beautiful cathedral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe saying I don't. So remember we go the there. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm dancing in the rain. There's pigeons. There's these live quartets playing the most beautiful classical music I've ever heard in my life. We go to this restaurant called. Um, did I write it down? The Florian, and it's the oldest cafe. It opened in 1700 something, and it's still operating. It's like never closed. Um, And like all the decor is the same. I mean, it was so magical. We got um, hot chocolates, (laughs) which was really Mm. nice. I love hot chocolates. And so um, we get on the gondola the next day. It's no longer raining. And the guy that's doing the, the boat ride is so sweet. And I say, because I've noticed, you know, yesterday and, and today, I'm like, these gondoliers don't sing. Like, I thought that was the whole gimmick. I, never I thought it was. knew that. Never knew that was That the they thing. sang? Yeah. Okay, so like, you know when you go to Vegas, they all sing to you? No, I know. I've never experienced oh. that. <laughs> I'm like, you know that, right? <laughs> okay. So in every movie I've ever seen with gondolas over the, you know, the decades of old movies, they always sing. Mm. And um, and when you go to Vegas and you go on a little gondola ride with the Venetian, they sing to you. Um, I've never done that, but I've watched them do it. And it's so cute. And so I get there and like nobody's sing- like literally nobody <laughs> sings. I'm like, oh, I have been I have been uh, lied to. Been so hoodwinked. I get in and I've been hoodwinked. And so I say to the guy. Because I don't know. I said, does anybody sing? Like, you guys don't sing. <laughs> and he goes, oh, nobody does that. Like, that's just in the movies. Like, this feels like nobody does that. The perfect opportunity to say, sing to me, Paolo. <laughs> oh. Well, I just said, I just said, he's like, that's oh, not okay. My just, just asking. <laughs> A few minutes goes by, and this man with the most beautiful voice decides to start singing. He's singing like K Sarah Sarah da 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 I mean he's he's singing songs in Italian that I don't know. I mean it is so it's like sort of bellowing gently through like the canals and I was like I was like oh Victor you should film him. And he takes out his phone and I'm I'm like starting to cry because I'm on a gondola. The man is singing to us. He definitely did not have to do that, but he did. And I thought Victor would take out his phone and start filming the guy. But instead, he did something he's never done ever in six years, which was turn his phone around, like not selfie, like regular facing, hold his arm out really far and film us as the guy sings behind us. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. He's filming. He saw my vision board. The man is singing. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> and he he keeps filming and nothing happens. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess not. But we get to this part. We get to the main waterway. And I just, this feeling came over me. And I was moved to tears. And I thought, 
there is heaven on earth. There is. There is beauty and magic. And it's not like what you and I do and what we teach is not just talk and it's not just la la land. Like there are moments where you where you feel it and you realize it. And I just was so emotional and I was like, I feel like I'm in heaven and I feel like this is how I will go out in my life spiritually. Like I will ride a gondola. On a gondola. <laughs> yes. Like I just, and Aww. I'm like waving to other people and they're waving back. And I felt back like a little senior. queen. My God. It was, it was like one of the most magnificent moments of my life. It mm. really, really was. And I was just so, moved and it was so it was just really beautiful <laughs> thinking about it now um it was just profound so that was amazing um and then that night we went to a dinner and victor because he did not get um his florentine steak in florence because we happened to visit there on workers day it was like their labor day so everything closed oh at 3 no <laughs> Um, he got one in Venice. And when I tell you they brought like an entire cow to the table, I mean, it was it, people in the restaurant, their heads were turning. It was like comical, the amount of food. And I don't eat steak. So it was just like way too much food for one person. <laughs> and so at one point, he like looked at the table next to us. He goes, scusi, English? And they said, yes. He's like, would you like some? This is way too much food. <laughs> So Victor starts passing out steak to different people in the restaurant and they're cracking up. And, oh, we were the talk of the town that night, I'm sure. Um, but that gondola, I mean, mm. yeah, I wrote it down here. I said, this is how I want to be transported to the other side, like in a gondola. I didn't ride in a gondola when I was in Venice, but I did ride through the canal, part of the canal on the outskirts because I took a ferry to the island mm. of Burano, which specializes in blown glass. Ooh. And it was the most ridiculous. Cannot believe this is real. The streets, the streets are lined with delicate blown glass. Like, mm. like there's, it, it's, it's the same sort of, uh, build as as venice so there's canals and stuff running through burano and you know on along some of the parts of the canal there's like railings and stuff to like hug the sidewalk those railings are just completely full of just like intricate blown like you're just completely everything it's just glass everywhere i, I was walking through mm -hmm. it and i was like i'm scared i'm gonna break something <laughs> But it was absolutely amazing. And I have one quick funny story when we, me this the cousin i'm traveling with now alexa we met in Venice and did Venice together. And so we were in Burano together and um, we, so this was shortly after my mom passed this trip. So mm. it was nice to be with my cousin. I was really missing her um, throughout this trip. Every country I would stop at churches and like candles for her and whatever. And we were talking about my mom and just how I was doing during this lunch we had. And we uh, paid for lunch and then the server came back and, and gave us our change. We paid in cash and euros. And he had given us more money back than we had given him in the first place. <laughs> like, he, we gave him, like, I don't know, 20 euro. To, I don't know if this is right. I don't know. I think we were supposed to pay, like, 
50 and he gave us an 100 back. And then we were looking for him to give the money back and say this is incorrect. Could not find anyone in the restaurant. Everyone had disappeared. So we left. And we're like, mom bought us lunch and gave us some extra money left over. And it was crazy. Like, I tell you, there was not a soul left in that restaurant to try to give the money back. We were like laughing. We're like, what the fuck? Like, we're trying to do the right thing here. (laughs) That's amazing. And, um, And it was just, they had just like closed up and we were sitting outside and we were like, knocking nobody was there and we were like all right i guess we're gonna take this money with us we're not just gonna leave it on the street <laughs> it was awesome anyways barano i love that I it was barano yeah okay more okay so you're in venice you're you're dying many many moons from now and being shifted into the next life in a gondolier then what happened mm-hmm. okay Then we move on to Lake Como, which Victor really, really wanted to go. And I had never even really heard of it. And I was like, sure, Mm. we'll go. It was maybe my – well, maybe Rome was my favorite. But but this was my favorite for a different reason. I've never been somewhere so beautiful. Mm. It was so – I haven't been there, but it's on my list. It was perhaps the most stunningly beautiful place I've ever seen. It looks like a fairy tale. It's like the fjord in Frozen. Like it's, <laughs> It doesn't even seem real. And we stayed at this Airbnb with the host, Antonietta, and her husband, whose name I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but it was so incredible. So we pull up, you take the train up to Como, uh, out of Milan, and you pass by what looks like sort of like the Dolomite Mountains. Again, never seen mountains so big in my life. I did not know mountains got that big. I did like, I mean, I knew, but I didn't know, right? Absolutely beautiful. You just, and there were all these middle school kids on this train just passing by these remarkable (laughs) things on their way out of school. I'm like, oh my God, like after middle school, I went to Jamba Juice. Like this is a whole different vibe. Um, And we, we got off the train, you get on a ferry and you go, there's like different little, like across the lake, there's different little towns. So we were staying in Menaggio. There's Verana, Bellagio, and some other ones that I don't know. And our Airbnb host, she and her husband, she's like 73 years old. They come to the to the ferry to pick us up oh. and drive us to their house to That's stay so in nice. their like, oh my God. They come looking for, and we didn't know. We didn't like pay extra for that. We didn't know. Oh, we'll come get you. They transport us to the house. It's the most... I showed it on Instagram. It's like you you open these these double doors and the whole lake. Mm. I mean, oh, it was amazing. And it was just the most stunningly beautiful place. And so the first night we're there, this was my next red herring. I was convinced. <laughs> convinced. I was like, this is it. We're sitting on the lawn in these big blue chairs and the lady's like, I'm going to prepare something for you. And she brings out like 
strawberries in champagne and hors d'oeuvres and mm. snacks and she like sets it all up for us on uh, in the garden for us to like eat as the sun is setting and i'm looking at victor the whole time and i'm i'm, I'm like did did you plan this and he's like no i didn't and i'm like yeah but airbnb hosts don't just do this like <laughs> this is suspicious. weird it was so suspicious we're eating, we're having our champagne, the sun is going down, it's getting darker and darker and darker. And I'm like, well, I guess, okay, I guess it's not happening. <laughs> like, it was so, I was like, God. And as, I'm sorry, I forgot this part. As she's driving us up the mountain to the house, she goes, you know, a lot of people propose at my house. Are you planning on proposing? And Victor goes, <laughs> Oh, like eventually. She's like, a lot of people get pregnant too. A <laughs> lot of people. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> she tells us that and then sets up this whole thing. And Victor's she's like, like because she- I set the perfect. She's like, I like this is maybe she's a witch. She's like a love witch. She must be. Victor's like, is she going to be like peeking in the windows to like see if we're <laughs> getting pregnant? <laughs> Good, my plan is working. They're making a baby. (laughs) Oh my god. So so that was like the second time. And so then he mentioned, like, you know what, tomorrow let's get up and we'll watch the sunrise and we'll do and I'm like, well, the sunrise. Well, we both slept through that, so that wasn't the plan either, I guess. So it's just all these things, and I was like, okay. Then we what did I write down for Lake Como? Um Verena was so beautiful. We walked through these gardens. We sat by the water. It was so mm. bougie. It was so relaxing. We went over on a ferry to Bellagio, which is like the spot. We were there for 10 minutes and I said, can we go back to the other place? <laughs> it was just way too crowded and the vibes were totally different. So we left. Um, But I was really sad to leave, and and she was sad for us to leave. And Antonietta, she was like, "You promised you will write to me, and you'll oh. come back and visit again." I was like, sure. "We'll write to you." <laughs> I mean, you know, I'll I'll write or something. But it was just, like, do you get it? Was this the, attached to all of your guests? <laughs> I think so. She's like, you know, I don't need to do this. And then she had this great thing. She left with this little paper. She's like, if you want, like. For 10 euro, I can make you dinner. And so I was like, why don't we That's have to make us deal. dinner? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. She like made us this amazing dinner and then she prepared us breakfast the next day. And I mean, we gave her a very nice tip and she was like, this is too much. We're like, please take it. Um, but it was, I was certain. I was like, he really wanted to go to Lake Como. Here we are. These, the, the champagne, the strawberries, the sunset. And, and there's a video of me. I was like, oh, I'll just, because I thought he was going to do it. I was like, oh, I'll just take a video of us like while the sun is setting. I was like, I want footage of him proposing. I set it up. And in the video, I walk by and I make this face of like, what is going on? Like, it was just too, the clues were too, it was so in my face. So then we're moving on to the Amalfi Coast. And I'm going to tell you my personal truth about the Amalfi Coast. We <laughs> saved this to the end of the trip. <laughs> what? Your personal truth. My personal truth. 
about the Amalfi Coast is I don't like it. Um, everyone loves it. It's on everybody's to-visit list. We saved it for the end of the trip because we thought we were saving the best for last. Mm-hmm. If you're going to go, because I, I'm, it's, it's lovely. If you're going to go, you stay in the town of Positano or in the town of Amalfi or in a town where you are walking distance to a ferry. You don't stay anywhere else. Yeah. No exceptions. <laughs> because the road that connects, first of all, to get to the Amalfi Coast, you have to come out of Naples and you have to drive about two hours through the windiest canyon roads you've ever driven through in your whole life. That's just the journey in. I did not expect that. (laughs) Then once you're there, it's one road, one highway through the whole coast. And there's no sidewalk. And there's no... I mean, it's just one highway. And the buses... Um, some of them accept euros and some of them you have to buy a ticket in advance. Well, where, how are we going to go get a ticket? (laughs) So the, this part of the trip was like the most last minute planned. Like we booked our hotel the week before Mm -hmm. the other ones were booked months in advance. And, um, cause I was like, can we please sit down and plan this part? And everything just kept getting busy. So anyways, I was like, So we're staying in this hotel that's very nice, very clean. The people who work there were so sweet. But it's in the middle of nowhere, essentially. Like, you can't walk anywhere. Um, We didn't rent a car. We didn't rent a scooter because it was kind of scary. Like, the roads were, like, very windy. You're up against a cliff. So we're like, oh, we'll just take the bus or we'll take a cab. Well, cabs don't exist. And the buses, like, are too full and don't let you on. So at one point... We had to dr- we had to walk miles along this cliffside highway that buses are careening around. I mean, we had to I had to dive into a bush at one point because a bus swooped by. I was and so at this point, I'm realizing I'm like, these are the last few days of the trip. He booked us this hotel that is like in the middle of nowhere. I'm not saying this in an ungrateful way. I'm saying this in a location way. There is no (laughs) transportation. And he's sick at this point. He like caught a cold. So he's sick. My my manicure is starting to look like garbage. Um, In his head, he thought a manicure would last like a month. I'm like, no, 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 no. So he's sick. We're in the middle of nowhere. We're walking along a highway. There's nothing to do. And I'm like, well, that like, so at this point I crack because I'm like, the places to propose are behind us. <laughs> They're behind us. We can't get anywhere. We, we can't do anything. We're stuck. So I, who have held it together from before the trip to now 11 days into the trip, I break down and cry. Because we just walked along the most dangerous road of my life. I was like, I look back, I was like, if my dad knew I was doing this, he would be so angry at me. So mad. I was like, this part of the trip was planned super last minute. 
the beautiful, like the Venice, the gondola and Lake Como and the views. And like, now we're at this place. I was like, it's just not going to happen. So let's see. What did I write down? The truth about Amalfi. Uh, one road, there are 20,000 tourists to 5,000 residents. The bus doesn't let you on. The taxi doesn't show up. Um, let's see. At this point, I unraveled completely. I, oh, I was completely <laughs> exhausted. We were stranded. I said to him, I, I said, I, I started crying and I said, I feel so stupid. I said, I feel so stupid. And he's like, why are you crying? And I was like, I just, I just, I thought, I thought you, you were, oh no, I'm sorry. This happened before. In the morning, there's like a continental breakfast. Okay. We go up to the terrace. There's a table that has a huge balloon bouquet. I'm like, this is it. Balloons for miles. I'm like, oh my God, this is it. Nope, wasn't for us. <laughs> no. Okay. So this is where I lost it. Um, and in our hotel room were those big statues of Italian heads that they show in White Lotus season two. I don't know if anybody has seen that, but it's like they keep referring to these heads when like truth comes out and, and people crack and things get crazy. So yeah, I start, I have a total meltdown. I'm so tired. It's been a long trip. And I have been waiting for a ghost to jump out at me the entire time. I've been like waiting for a jump. Yeah, scare. you're like on a roller coaster. You're like, oh, oh. Aren't my problems amazing? I was tired in the Amalfi Coast waiting for a proposal. <laughs> I love my problems. So I start crying and I'm like, I can't hold it together anymore. I feel really stupid. I thought you were going to propose. Now you're sick. We're stuck here. It's obviously not happening. And I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. And I just have to get it out. And I got <laughs> a big cry. <laughs> and he and he like takes a deep breath. And he's like, Juliet? I was like, I don't know why you would tell me that you bought a ring because that's all I've been thinking about. He's like, I was so afraid this would happen and that you would like make this whole trip about that. And that's not what I wanted this trip to be about. He goes, I have something planned. You're really going to like it. It's going to happen in time. And I was like, I don't want to know. Don't tell me. I want to be surprised. And he's like, okay, well, I said, but can it please be in net 90 days because I am getting overwhelmed. <laughs> He's like, yeah, we can do net 90. <laughs> and I so mean, this is the thing that I said before you went on this trip. If you're going on a trip like this and you've picked out a ring, don't wait until the last leg of the trip. Celebrate it the whole trip. <laughs> that is not the path that was chosen. <laughs> Because I thought I was truly, I was like, if it didn't happen by now, like it's just not going to happen. And my in, my intuition was like, Juliet, shut up! Yeah. This man always comes through. You always do this, and then like an hour later, you get exactly what you want. So, 
but I couldn't help. The emotion was just too much. I was so tired. Every day was like a a Disneyland day, practically, just like the energy level. Yeah, you've just been pumped through with like exciting, you know, and then on the edge of your seat is this big thing happening. Like, of course you're tired. Mm -hmm. Of course, like you just need to release some emotions. (laughs) And so I said, I've been losing my mind. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, the balloon bouquet, the <laughs> the surprise setup in Como, you filming us on the gondola, and he just starts busting up. He's like, um, he was completely oblivious to all of it. He of it never crossed his mind for a second. Because he had a plan that, would, like, that he was focused on. Like he knew what was gonna happen. So he's not he's not analyzing all of these situations. He's just like, oh, we're having a lovely time. <laughs> yeah. He goes, oh, my God, you poor thing. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I said, it's been really hard. (laughs) So he sort of uh, he the way that he said it, the way that I understood it in my head was like, this is not what this trip is about. Like, Mm. it's coming. I have something planned for the future. Like, please, let's just let it go and have a good time. So at that point, I'm like, okay, it's not happening on this trip. He's sick. He has something else. It'll be super cute. Can't wait to see what it is. And we'll deal with it. We'll deal with it when we get back. Well, I'll enjoy it when we get back. So I've totally surrendered. So the next day, we hire a car to take us to Positano because the first two days in Amalfi, we did nothing because we couldn't get anywhere. (laughs) And the car doesn't show up. Because th- this such is life in the Amalfi Coast. Don't go. Um, so, <laughs> don't go. <laughs> I just, I just think there's better things you can do. Yeah. So the people who own the hotel, this like really cute young couple, were like, "We'll drive you." She was so cute. Like in her English, she said, "We will take you. Maybe you give us a little present." I'm like, "Yeah, of course we'll pay you. Like, thank you for driving us." <laughs> So we get in the convertible and they drive us across the highway to Positano and we go to this beach club because everybody on TikTok was like, the hottest place is Arienzo Beach Club. This is the best DJ I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) It wasn't. But um, so you take this little boat to this private island and you get your own chair and they bring you champagne. And again, at this point... I have checked out of the trip. I am exhausted. I am ready to go home. This would have been the cutest place to take photos of me, like drinking champagne and eating watermelon at the private bougie beach club. I slept in a lounge chair for three hours. (laughs) This is the same day this man proposes to me later in the evening. I had no idea. I was like, I'm ready to go home. I'm tired. I'm taking a nap. Like the trip is over. I was I was over it. I was like, I'm tired. It's not happening. I'm taking a nap. So the photos of me, let me see if I can hold up a photo. Just anybody watching gets a visual aid of how I really put my best foot forward on the last day of this trip. <laughs> okay, so here's me just living it up on my last day in the Amalfi <laughs> And then Victor took a picture of me just like dead asleep next to <laughs> So relaxed. And he tells me 
He says, that morning, I left this part out. He goes, I'm so sorry that I booked this part of the trip so last minute. I feel so stupid. Um, We'll go to a beach club today. And you know what? This morning when you were sleeping, I booked us this like sunset cruise thing to like make up for you having to walk along a highway yesterday, which the math added up to me. The math is mathing. You're like, yeah, that seems like a good trade-off. That seems like I deserve that. And initially I was like, oh, I don't really like being on boats. I was like, okay, you know, I'll pop a dram. I said, if if I don't like it, I guess we'll get – in my head, I'm like, oh, really, a cruise? Like, So I'm like, all right, fine. So leading up to this, I'm napping. I'm like sort of not excited about this boat thing. <laughs> but I do look cute, and he looks cute too because he said, this is our last day. Like, let's get – like, let's take some – and I – all these things, looking back, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so stupid. He goes, let's get cute. We can take, like, this will be, like, our influencer photo day, which he has never said. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, we'll dress cute. We'll get, like, cute little, like, influencer and Positano pictures. And You're I was like, like, yeah, all right. Fine. So I dress really cute, do my hair, put on my favorite little dress. Take a nap for three hours. <laughs> Victor's off in the water. He's making, making friends. friends. Absolutely. Oh, they this girl. These girls are like, can you take my picture? He's like taking cute photos of girls, and he's like, oh yeah, my girlfriend's sleeping over there. They're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, take all the pictures. I don't care. So we get to the um, the area where the boats are, and he shows me this thing on his phone that just says like sunset cruise or like group sunset cruise or something which i find out later he photoshopped <laughs> wow because, because what it was actually called was the dream proposal <laughs> private cruise something it was like a it was specifically for this <laughs> and it had been booked for like eight weeks and i had Aww. no idea so we get there and they're like oh, here's your boat. And I'm like, oh, it's just for us? Like, there's not other people? I'm like, oh, that's weird. So, And it's a 35-foot <laughs> boat. Like, it's a big boat. <laughs> and I'm still not onto it. I'm like, oh, I guess business isn't good this time of year. <laughs> no one else showed up. That's interesting. I'm like, I said, did you know it would just be us? He goes, no, I didn't. I thought there would be like a group. I'm like, oh, all right, great. And so <laughs> we get on this <laughs> <laughs> I, you have to understand the context of like I had cried, I had surrendered. This is what I this is like. This is this is the, how like this was the universe perfectly setting up for you to be actually genuinely surprised. Like it needed to be at the end. Yes. You needed all the red herrings. You needed to have a breakdown because you went into this <laughs> obvious setup, Confident. so oblivious. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. no yeah like exactly. if you hadn't had that meltdown you would have known instantly oh it's happening instantly now. yeah yeah <laughs> so we get a- <laughs> so we get on this boat and i and i tell victor before we get on i'm like you know since it's just us like if i start to get seasick like we'll just tell him to turn around and go back <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's like, yeah, of course. And, and he told me later in his head, he was like, we're not turning around. <laughs> this is booked. So we get on the boat and there's a really like sweet 
young captain guy. And he's like, I'm so-and-so. This is my skipper. Her name's Paula. And I'm like, and she has like a really nice digital camera. And I'm like, why does this guy need a skipper? Like it's one, but like, I, I was like, <laughs> all right. And he goes, she's just here to take some photos for the website. And I thought, the first thing I thought was, I didn't sign a photo really. <laughs> my business mind, I'm like, maybe Victor signed a photo release for us. I don't know. And then my second thought was, well, they obviously need some photos for the website because we're the only people who showed up. <laughs> I was like, all right, oh, yeah, I mean, they, I guess we'll take some photos for the website. It hasn't hit me yet. <laughs> It was so obvious. And so they're like, okay, like, let's take your shoes off and we'll go to the front and like, let's, let's go. And so we, st we go on this, we start going out on the water and I, it was like being in the bachelor, Sadie. It was like, it, it was like, you, you're sprawled out on this like cushy, huge front of the boat mm. and you see the whole Amalfi coast and Positano and, and the sun is setting. I'm like, this is nice. Mm. Like this definitely makes up for walking along a highway. That was very thoughtful. Um, and he really convinced me like, oh, it was like a last minute booking, whatever. I'm like, okay, great. So, um, sh the girl comes out and she's like, so they, they take us to a spot with like a really beautiful view behind us. Like you can see the whole like vertical city and oh, it was just gorgeous. And she's like, okay, I'm going to have you guys stand up and um, just pose and we'll like get some photos for the website. And I'm like, I'm, I must be that pretty. Like, <laughs> in my head, I that was makes like, sense. <laughs> I was like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I would put me on my website. Like, <laughs> <laughs> divine delusion so anyways we're taking photos and the captain's like oh yeah that's good and do one like this and do one like this and then victor goes can we do one like titanic and i was and this is when it starts to click because i'm like why does he want me to turn around and i looked at him and i go what does that mean and we have this on video because the guy's now filming us with victor's phone as this is, and I'm like, oh, 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 <laughs> like it just all hit. And he, and he's like, you know, like we're like, you are at the end of the at edge of the boat and like you hold your arms out. And, and I said, is, th is this it? Is it, is this happening now? And Victor goes, oh, I don't know. We're just taking a picture. And I was like, okay. And so I turned around and his hand is on my back. I did not feel him go on one knee. But then he goes, honey, and I turn around and I like it. I lost it. I lost it. I lost it. It happened. And I kept saying, oh, my God, it happened. <laughs> it was so special. And the sun was setting and. And he got, he and I got, and I fell to the ground and I was like, no way. Like he totally got me. <laughs> I'm like, this isn't for the website. <laughs> and then he stood back up and I, and I said, wait, you didn't get back down. You didn't ask. So he goes back down <laughs> and he says, will you marry me? And I said, 
I will. And then he put this beautiful ring on my finger. Oh, I'm hot thinking about it. And it was just the most, oh my God. And then the captain <laughs> starts, he's like, I'm going to put a song on for you guys. And I thought, oh my gosh, I bet Victor coordinated and, and picked our song. He didn't, but he started playing Perfect by Ed Sheeran. And I was like, oh my God, the boats are going by. They're honking their horns. People are waving. Oh. It was so sweet. It was so amazing. And then he started playing all these other songs. And I said, did, did you send him a playlist? Like these songs are so nice. And Victor goes, I'm sure this band does this once an hour. Like, no, I it's like he's, he's got his proposal playlist. Like, on. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. They're doing their, oh, it's oh pictures for the website spiel every single day. <laughs> uh-huh. And, um, and so they brought out champagne and little snacks. And then this woman did this like beautiful photo shoot of us, like, you know, with the golden hour sun setting. And oh my God, it was just, it was so amazing because in that moment, I truly did not expect it. Yeah. And that's sort of what I wanted deep down was to be surprised. Yeah. Um, and every, and, and he wanted to surprise me. And so everybody got what they wanted and, it's been so it's been so fun. Like it's only been a few days, but it's been so fun. Like I have a fiance and he's my fiance. And like everybody in our families were so excited and oh my friend everybody's just been so oh my god, I'm sweating like crazy. Like like everywhere. Um everyone's been so excited and so supportive. And I told the girls in the Alchemy Collective and I haven't posted it online yet because there was like a couple of family members that he still wants to like tell. So when this episode comes out, it will be public. <laughs> but it's just, it's so, it feels so right. Like it's so meant to be. Mm. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Yay! Juliet's engaged! And that is my story. That is my one hour story of getting engaged in, in Italy in the most magical Italy. way ever. Ugh. I did not think I'd be the kind of person, although like I love that I am, that would be like, oh yeah, like he proposed on a boat at sunset in the Amalfi Coast. Ugh. Like that. what? You, it's so it's, it's the perfect. It's the movie. The whole the whole trip is a movie because all of the the is happening. It's comical. It could have been such a rom com. It really was a rom com. I love it. I love it was it. amazing. I love it. I love it. And he's so happy, and we're so happy, and you know. It's just so... I'm so happy. It's so special. Sadie's so happy. So this is... So Juliet texted me... Or I texted something to Juliet of like, I don't know, like a, an idea. I don't know. Some businessy thing. Mm -hmm. And Juliet was like, oh, yeah, I love that. Can I call you for... Can you FaceTime for like two minutes? So I thought she was going to tell me a thought about what I just said. You know, like we do that all the time. And... <laughs> So she calls me and first of all, she calls me and I'm immediately like, look, I'm in this cafe. Look, there's a little dog and look at there's a bridge over there. And I'm just like, I, I'm not looking at my phone screen at all. And Juliet's just patiently waiting for me to be fucking done. <laughs> no, I, 
It was perfect. But I was just laughing because I'm like, look at all this stuff around me because I was out in Busan. And then I finally look and she's like, and then I was like, <laughs> I can't scream. I can't scream because I'm out in public. <laughs> oh, and then I was sweating and I was all red and I was tearing up and it was just so exciting. Mm. So, so excited for you. And I'll have two weddings to go to next year because my brother's engaged too. Juliet's engaged. It's all it's all happening. It's so exciting. It's all coming up, Sadie. <laughs> so many parties. So many parties. Oh my gosh. Sadie, what is new with you? Tell me about your amazing I know you had like a week of, of temples and spiritual experiences and magic. Mm. And, and enough about this. Enough about me. Let's talk about you. Well, I got some new rings, too. I got this plastic bubble ring. <laughs> Love. And these pearl stretchy rings. So that's really big. Oh, cute. It's, it's really big. Um, you know. So big. Oh, and I got a gummy bear sparkly pendant so that's my new jewelry amazing <laughs> since we're showing off our new jewelry mine's very equally <laughs> excited <laughs> it is okay so um right now i'm on jeju island which is a south korean island um so this is my last week here in south korea which feels crazy because i've been here for a long time over a or no not quite a month It'll be in total like 34 days. So but I've, I'll be in wow. South Korea for a little over a month. It's been just about a month as of now. Um, and so like the last time we recorded, I had just arrived in Busan, which is the southern coast of South Korea. And so I told you guys all about Seoul, which was so amazing. And I loved, I love Seoul. And then in Busan, we had two whole weeks there. So it was really nice to slow down because like Seoul, I felt like we were just like, there's so much to do in Seoul and there was so many sights to see. And it was like really like intense, like go, go, go. I wish we would have mm -hmm. done two weeks there <laughs> just to be mm. more chill. Um, but Busan was nice because we slowed down a little bit. And um, we so there's multiple really cool things. So one of the, the big like touristy days we did, um, we went to this beautiful temple the first temple I went to, um, all of them were just like mind blowing and like so profound. And so this first temple and excuse my pronunciation, but I'm going to try and tell you the proper names of the places I visited. It's called the Heidong Yonggungsa temple. It's this beautiful temple. It's, I think it's the only temple that's like on a cliff overlooking the water. Uh, and mm. there's signs everywhere that like, it's like Korea's most beautiful temple. It's considered to be the most beautiful temple. And there's giant statues of buddha and um the goddess which i think was Kuan yin uh it just said the goddess of compassion but i've always learned that that's another name that's who Kuan yin is which is the first oracle deck i ever owned was a Kuan yin oracle mm. deck so i'll get back to Kuan yin the goddess of compassion because i had a profound moment with her but it was so beautiful. There's like these big golden statues. There was this huge laughing Buddha with a big belly that I took a picture next to. And then, so these temples are not just, uh, you know, relics of old. These are active temples where monks live and pray. And, mm. oh, I'm getting chills thinking about it. And so you're walking through it. There's, uh, there's offerings, there's there's flat temples in front of every big statue where people leave offerings. There's like 
my cousin went and like grabbed a bottle of water off it because she thought it was like trash. I was like, no, no, that's an offering. Put it back. Don't touch that. <laughs> I was like, that's definitely Oops. an offering. There's a bottle of water on every altar. Like, do not touch that. So she put it back. Um, and you can buy candles and and place them on the altars. And this one, it, it's so amazing. So you can make a donation. And they have these these little leaf papers that on one side are red and one side are gold. And you you do like a, a 5,000 won donation, which is like 250. It's Or it's like three. $3.50. So you're meant to make a little donation. You write a wish and then you tie it to like a tree or the railing. And so as you're walking through this entire huge like temple compound, there's wishes everywhere Mm. and they're in all different languages. And so I can read some of them because there's a handful. Most of them are in, you know, Korean, Uh, but you're just surrounded by wishes and there was just this energy of this innocent hope like this faith of like let me write this wish and surrender it to to the sacred place it was the most beautiful i felt so held by wishes it it was it's so Mm. hard to describe but you could feel you could just feel the the heartfelt desire you could feel the hope like it was so beautiful and um so i went into one of the biggest temples and you could go in them you can slip off your shoes and grab a little mat and sit in the temple um and there's the the first big temple i walk up to i think there was three monks three or four and they're chanting they're doing their prayers and this is the most beautiful ornate one wall has lit candles like like small candles like um like tea light candles up the whole wall had to be hundreds all lit and it's there's these big statues and it's like gold embellished and these chants are, are are like beautifully echoed in this space and i just like there, I felt like my heart was like, like, I can't describe it, like, like crinkling and like opening and like some, like there were like gadgets whirring. Like I felt something and it was something at, that I can't place, but I, it was like the little girl in me was like, oh, like I, and I was just trying not to ball because <laughs> there's tons of people. It was a holiday. It was, it was, um, workers day (laughs) since the day that um and so it was a holiday so this temple area was packed if it was a little quieter i would have let myself just ball in public but i i was also on a tour and i had a limited amount of time and i was like keep it together Sadie. but i just felt this like little girl in me and i don't know what it was i don't have a memory but there was something that just like clicked and released and was like healed and i felt different and I cannot describe. And I just stood there as long as I could, um, knowing I had a limited amount of time. I kind of wish I hadn't gone on this on like a guided tour and just like gone. Actually, I'm going back to Busan. I mean, maybe maybe I'll go back to this temple and just spend time there. But it was so beautiful. Um, There was multiple temples you could go into. And then I walked up this and, and 
even outside of the temples and in the cliffs, in the rocks, there are little altars everywhere where people are leaving coins and trinkets and making offerings. And there's little statues and there's, there's stones stacked up. I mean, everywhere you look, there's magic. Like it's, it's unbelievable. And I walk up this like winding little, you're completely covered in green. And then there's this giant statue of the goddess, which I I believe is Kuan Yin, Mm. but may not be correct. This giant statue of the goddess. And um, I'm just like, oh, I'm I'm making my wish here. Like I, because it's kind of walking around. I was like, it's so cool. You could buy candles and and light them at the different um, temples and stuff. And I didn't feel called to it at all. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. And I got up to the goddess and and it was just like, you're making a wish here. And I was like, oh, okay. So it was still just 5,000 won, which is a few dollars. And um, up here, a lot of them were just like big white candles, similar to like what we get at the Dollar Tree, just like the pillar candles. But up up by the goddess, they had all of these candles that you, um, they give you your uh, astrological sign, uh, but it's Chinese Ooh. zodiac. So I, w- I, had, I had to double check and I was like, I think I'm the sheep, but could you let me know? Mm-hmm. And luckily she helped me. So I have this, this beautiful yellow sheep candle that's like carved. It's I was like, can I buy another one to keep it? But they were meant to stay there. <laughs> um, I don't want to carry that around anyways. But And it's encased in this... Um, in this glass and you write your name and your birthday and your wish on it. And then there's lighters sprinkled around and you light it and you Mm. put it and all around the goddess statue who is huge and overlooking the sea. Um, You're just, there's all these lit candles and they just let them burn until they burn out. So I made a wish to, for uh, women everywhere to wake up to their power and purpose, which is, you know, our biggest mission. And I just sat there and I've just felt so connected in that goddess, like feminine energy. And just like, I was just like soaking up the girl power vibes. Like we are so meant to be big and take up our space and, and embrace our magic and pursue our hearts and, and all of this. And I was just I was just, I lit my candle and sat there and I had no, I was like counting how many people, I was like trying to figure out, everyone would like bow a certain number of times and I don't even know if I got it right, but I was like, I'm just going to bow how many times they bow because that's what you're supposed to do. And it felt so powerful. So my candle burned there, my wish for all of us to just fully step into our power and embrace our purpose and follow our hearts. And that felt really, really special. And I've been meaning to make a, I, I, I videotaped little bits of it. I've been meaning to make a reel. I didn't do that today. Um, so you guys can see, but it was so special. And then um, that day we, ha- we were on like a little guided tour that took you to all the like the, the best of Busan, like what you must see. And it was really cool because um, it's on the coast. So there's this one area they took us to that was like a little village and it's called the, the Santorini of Korea. And it's all these like painted Ooh. white in the cliff um, houses and, and businesses. We got to walk through there and it was super beautiful. And then um, we also went to the Gamchon Culture Village. And this place is really cool. So Basically, uh, we learned we learned a little bit about the history of Korea in my episode when I talked about the DMZ. But what happened was, um, as North Korea was pushing or it was 
taking over a lot of South Korea and pushing that border down, people were fleeing to Busan because it's the southernmost part of the country. And mm. so they they all of a sudden had thousands and thousands of refugees in Busan. So this this area, this Gamchen, again, I'm sorry if I'm saying it incorrectly, but this Gamchon, Gamchen uh, culture village is all initially was a bunch of shacks built up into this cliff that were just kind of like thrown together. They ran out of space. And so they really had to build stuff into the hill. Very similar to like what you see on the Amalfi Coast or in Santorini, you know, stuff, or even California, we do this building into the mountain. But I mean, these were shacks that were thrown together for mm -hmm. these refugees. Um, but it became this sort of uh, iconic historical area of um, Busan. And can't remember how long ago, but they really wanted to revive the area. They wanted to make it a, a place that like young people wanted to move into and really like rebuild it. So they painted, they, they, they rebuilt, you know, from shacks into like strong foundational structures, homes, businesses, and they painted all of the houses, different colors, all these bright colors. Oh. Uh, so it also became a tourist area. So, uh, it was so beautiful. And, it, and you also, it was, it's sort of like this area that goes out into the ocean. So it was so beautiful. I went there, I had honeycomb ice cream, which was like, like less sweet than typical, but I think vanilla ice cream, but just like very plain ice cream with like, he literally took a honeycomb out and cut off a piece of crunchy honeycomb and stuck it. Um, it was super yummy and saw the sights there and it was so beautiful. And then, um, was there anything else on that day? I don't know. We did a lot. It was so fun. Um, and then the other big day I had was we took the bullet train, which is a very, very fast train. So I don't know how long it typically would take, but it was only a 30 minute bullet train ride to Gyeongju. Uh, so more inland. And this is a famous area that you should visit if you ever are staying in the Southern part of South Korea. Um, they have an incredibly famous temple and palace there. So th this palace fucked me up. I something happened to me there energetically. It was crazy. So um the palace is the Bulgoksa temple and it's another big temple compound. Absolutely beautiful. This one was very um this one you like they were like do not take any pictures inside the temple whereas the first one it was like more than welcome to like tape and video and whatever. So I don't have as much footage um of there, but it was nice cuz I was a even more present. And it was interesting when I went in, I felt like my, I felt like I just had this feeling of like something profound happening there. And then I think my mind was really like searching for it, like kind of like, okay, but like what? Like I just had this feeling that there was mm. something there for me. And I was sort of like, okay, what is it? Like trying, like reaching for it. And I was just sort of looking around. I just kept hearing this message of like, just surrender to the beauty, just let go just be here. Just, just look at everything and say, mm -hmm. fucking wow. <laughs> just surrender to the beauty, surrender to the beauty. And as soon as I just sort of like, like let go. And I was like, nothing needs to happen here. <laughs> nothing. I don't need to have a profound moment. I don't need to have a miracle happen. Like nothing needs to happen here. Like, what am I, like, what am I searching for? What do I think is going to happen? And, um, I, 
went into like some of the temples and felt a lot of emotions again. And I just felt it was so weird. I felt like in my brain, I could feel things. I felt like I could physically feel my brain rewiring. It was the weirdest feeling. Like you just sent me a video of the neurons, like looking kind of like little worms. That's what I, before you, when you sent me that, I was like, that's, I felt like there was little worms in my brain and they were resituating themselves. It was so weird. So I, a couple times, cause again, it was like, there's a lot of people around, but if you went behind the temples, a couple of them, there was like no one. So I just would sit with my back against like the temple and just like meditate. And I just was feeling like all this stuff happening in my brain. And it was kind of freaky, but I wasn't really like receiving like specific messages or anything. It was just like, I just kept getting this message. just like, just surrender. We're not here to tell you a story or anything. Like just be. And I was like, okay. And um, I ended up getting, oh, I actually have it because I'm at my desk. So, okay. So I'm, I'm doing this. I'm done. I've seen all the temples. I'm going through the little gift shop. And then I have this moment because a long time ago when I still lived in California, still had an apartment, <clears throat> I really wanted a gold frog for abundance. It's like a thing. And I was like, I just all of a sudden had this desire in my brain. I was like, I want this thing. I don't, I don't know why my intuition was like, you're meant to have this thing, but I didn't really know where to get it. They didn't have it at like the metaphysical shop near me. And I had like found it on Amazon, but I was like, no, like that's not how I'm meant to get it. Went into this temple gift shop and I found exactly what I had envisioned. So this is a three-legged frog. And the story, and and they always have a little coin in their mouth, and this hinges, and I'm going to open this, and a bunch of stuff is probably going to fall out. I have crystals and coins in there, and a dollar. That dollar is from one of our um, spells we did in, like, Alchemy Collective or something. Um, Or maybe Discover Divine Purpose. But anyways, so the story of the three-legged frog and why he is for abundance, um, I can't remember the name of the the person in this story, but he found a three-legged frog at the bottom of the well and the, the, the frog was trapped. He couldn't get out because he only had one, two, three legs. And so this guy saved the three-legged frog. And from that day on, the three-legged frog would show up with one golden coin in his mouth and the man became rich and he was taken care of for the rest of his days. So that's the story of the three-legged frog. And I have He's that. so cute. And I love him. And um, and then I went and there was this beautiful pond and it was like very quiet. So I went and I was like, I'm going to go meditate by the pond. And this is where I think I fucked up <laughs> because I was like, I'm going to open up. I, I felt like somebody smacked me in the head. I felt like a thousand people were all of a sudden inside of me. <laughs> uh I, but, and, and when I was like, oh, like I felt really intense energy and I was just like all of this and it was like, uh-uh, we are one. And I, it was like, I was like this practice of like, Mm-mm, we're not separate. We're not separate spirits. Visit, like we are one, we are one, you are one, we are one. And I was just like, okay. And I was like practicing holding that energy of like, we are one. 
oh, I'm getting a chill right now. And it was so crazy. And I just felt like this ball of energy. I didn't feel like I existed anymore. And also, my cousin has a picture of me from across the pond meditating because she saw me. I have my little hat on and I'm just like this. Having this like <laughs> fucking intense experience. There's like people around. Um, uh, but I and then I came out of it after like 20 minutes. I was like, whoa, that was cool. And I didn't even say anything about it to like, you know, who I'm traveling with. I was just kind of like, whoa, like, that was for me. That was really cool. That was really intense. Mm-hmm. And um, we went to another shrine and saw this giant. It's the biggest and most perfectly artistic Buddha, like, I don't know if ever or in Korea, but they, it, they met, they like from a, like artistic, like symmetry and all the things that they judge art by it's, um, the most perfect statue of a Buddha, which I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> but it's huge. Um, <laughs> we went and visited that at this shrine on top of a mountain. The mountain was like, you go around in circles up it. And I was like, Ugh, and it, I wouldn't do that again. <laughs> The Buddha was cool, and I got to fill my water at this um, fountain with water coming out of dragon's mouth, and the water is supposed to be special, and that was pretty cool. But um, if you get car sick, you don't need to go to the grotto in Gyeongju. It's really beautiful, but not worth the how car sick you get. Um, and then we went to this beautiful palace back in the city, and um, it was just so, 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 so beautiful. It was so beautiful. Um I posted some stuff on my stories. Eventually, I, I'll get around to doing a South Korea highlight if anyone wants to look back on that. But the next day, after feeling my brain ticking and worrying and worms wriggling around and fixing stuff, the next day, mm-hmm. I woke up and I felt like I had drank an entire bottle of tequila. I had the worst headache. I never get headaches unless I drink. <laughs> and I had not drank anything. I felt like I couldn't lift my head off the pillow. I was so sick. Like I was so not well. The craziest headache, no cold, no stomach thing. Like I just like my head hurt so bad. And then I just like sort of like stayed in bed for like 15 hours straight. And then all of a sudden I was fine. Like all of a sudden I felt perfectly fine and I had a pep in my step and I like went for a long walk and I was like full of energy and it was so fucking bizarre. And this Who was, was working on you? Right? It was uh-huh. so weird. It was so weird. Like, I literally, That's like, very I, like, got up to go to the bathroom, and I felt like I, like, couldn't see, and I had, like, no, ba- like, I, it was like having a migraine. I wasn't sensitive to light, but it was, like, and, and then all of a sudden, I was, like, boom, and it was, like, over with, and I was, like, at, like, 2 p.m., I got out of bed, and I was, like, I felt like when, um, in, in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, when- <laughs> When the grandpa jumps oh. out of bed and like does a dance and he's ready to go. That's how I felt. All of a sudden I was fine. It was so weird. And this was all like a couple days before like the full moon lunar eclipse we had. Mm. It was so bizarre and so cool. And uh, yeah, it was crazy. It was so cool. Um, and then... So that was basically the highlights of Busan. We also hung out with our Airbnb host a few times, which is um, this like 32 or 33 year old woman that was so fun to hang out with. And she took us to like all these food spots and showed us like the like authentic like Korean desserts and things we never would have found on ourselves. So shout out to Sungmi because she took such good care of us. We had so much fun with her. 
and she's trying to move to New York. So um, let's all send her happy. Uh, it's going to go really fast. She's waiting on her green card. She j- it just takes a while. So let's expedite that for her. Woo! Make it go fast. <laughs> um, so that was really fun. But then, um, okay, so a couple days ago, I landed on Jeju Island, last stop in South Korea. And I landed here and we had about a two hour bus ride to our hotel, which I was like, oh, I keep getting sick on these buses. But the bus is like this bougie bus. It's like a limousine bus. It's got Wi-Fi. It's so comfortable. I'm like, oh, luxury. I've never been on a nicer fucking bus. I was like, I can stay here for four hours. This is amazing. Um, And even though I had (laughs) Wi-Fi, I once again was listening to my music and staring out the window. (laughs) That's how I, I meditate. myself flowers. <laughs> That's how I meditate. But I was listening to Dolly Parton. Oh, Dolly. And ABBA. And also then I listened to Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Not to my, you know, strong women. Um, but I was on that bus and my intuition was like, so, okay, so if, as I've said before, my plan after South Korea was go to go to Japan and then Vietnam. And initially our plan was to stay in Japan for a month, but it got changed to only two weeks, which I was like, doing a bunch of different spots in Japan in two weeks sounds stressful and I'm balancing work and We've been uh, getting so much momentum on some newfound like clarity and we're we're going through our own mentorship right now. And I really want to just like focus on these things. And like, I'm tired. Like, mm-hmm. I'm tired. Like, I'm, I love being a backpacker slash tourist for short spurts of time. But my real dream of being a digital nomad is like settling into places <laughs> and being there for like as long as I can. Like, you know, visas are typically like, 30, 60, or 90 days. So depending on the country, like really taking advantage of that, you know, and South Korea, I really enjoyed that. Like there was these days where we did a lot, but like a lot of time to chill. And my intuition was like, you're not going to Japan. And I was like, pardon? (laughs) My intuition was like, no, you're not going to Japan. And I was like, uh, my ego was like, well, we already spent a lot of time planning that. And we already booked a bunch of stuff. And also, mm-hmm. like, you you don't want to be alone. Like, that'll be scary to be alone. Like, it's nice to, you know, have your alone days, but you can go from place to place with people. It's less scary, blah, blah, blah. And my intuition was like, yeah, no, I hear you, but you're not doing that. And I was like, oh, yeah. no. <laughs> but I know that I have to practice what I teach. And the intuition was very calm, very straightforward, and I could tell which voice was trying to convince me, right? And mm-hmm. um, and my intuition was like, you're going to Bali. You're going to Bali right now. I was like, I mean, <laughs> say less. Okay, fine. <laughs> so, um, so I was able to get like partial refunds on most of the stuff I booked. I'll lose a little bit of money, but it's not that big of a deal. Like I got most of my pre-booked stuff back, even including my flight, which was amazing. Cause I feel like in the U S you barely ever get anything back for a flight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm not running around with my head cut off as a backpacker anymore, but I'm also not coming home quite yet. I'm going to Bali. Um, 
I'm going to go to Bali for a month and then I'll need to leave for like two weeks because visas there are only 30 days. Um, so I'll probably go to Vietnam for two weeks or maybe Malaysia for two weeks and then go back to Bali. And then that second month will end with our retreat. So I feel I'm going to be like, a, like we're going to have a, a Bali guide for our whole retreat, but I feel like I'm going to be like, yeah, same. I knew that too. <laughs> Yeah, I'm you'll be, be an able expert to have suggestions for some of our downtime and stuff. But really, like our retreat, where um, we have like all of the things that are like must do, must see when we are in Bali together. Um, that itinerary is like everything that like you got to do when you're in Bali. So I'm really excited that I'm just going to be there for like almost two months and be like just chilling. <laughs> don't feel like I need to get anything done. Don't need to feel like I need to see anything special. You know, like I'll do a few things, maybe, I don't know, whatever. I'll meet people and see what they suggest that's not on our itinerary and do that stuff. But um, yeah, so in, let's see, it's still a little bit away. I think in like at the time, so, so at the time of recording, I'll be leaving, flying to Bali in one week after that because that was like the best flight I found. So I'll be going to Bali soon. Very excited. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. I'm just gonna. I've been exhausted watching you travel. Yeah. I'm like, this is a lot. Yeah. I did two weeks on day 10. I said, I'm ready to go home now. I was impressed because you were, I mean, you were going to a different city like every two days. Like, that's a lot. <laughs> I was yeah. like, damn, Juliet. Um, oh, I won't be doing that again. But yes, that's yeah. what we did. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. So that's my big freaking life update. I'm changing my mind drastically again. <laughs> there um, she is. There I am. I was like, is it, my, is it my intuition or am I just bored? And I'm like, well, I'm not bored because I've been doing a fucking lot. I'm actually tired. And my intuition is like, yeah, mm -hmm. like... You'll go to Japan. It doesn't, I don't want to rush through Japan. Like I, and I, I don't know. I'm just, it's just, it's just not the time right now. Um, I have multiple friends that really want to go to Japan. So I'm like, well, I can plan a trip next year with them for cherry blossom season mm -hmm. since I missed it this year. Um, so yeah. So I'm going to Bali. I am like, I haven't, I can't pick where to stay. There's so many beautiful options i'm literally like trying to figure it out i'm gonna figure it out today but i have my flight booked and um i know when i'm arriving and i know when i'm like yeah i have a, a general idea but going to bali going to bali i'm gonna that's so exciting basically live there for two months with a little break in between for visa purposes <laughs> and then we're gonna have our retreat and i just Oh, I'm so excited. It made me really excited to have all these profound experiences at the temples here in South Korea because we're doing um, experiences like that, but even more in depth in Bali, like mm -hmm. we're going into the waters of a temple. Um, oh, I forgot the fun part of the story. We're almost done. We'll have what a two-hour episode. Okay. So, okay. So my intuition, right? And I'm like, oh no, like I have to break it to people I'm traveling with because we have some stuff booked together. They're going to have to rebook it. Not that much. Not the big of a deal. Whatever. My ego is really like, no, 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 no. I'm like, I'm listening to my intuition. I'm doing this. This is this is me. This is what I do. And um, so I slept on it before I, I said anything to anyone. And then the next day I was like, okay, universe, like I'm 98% there with you. I'm like, 
I'm almost there. Get me to a hundred today. Like show me, like lead me on the most magical day ever. Like show me that this is the right choice. And, um, so I left the house for the day or the hotel rather. And like you were saying, like whenever I arrived to a new city, like I try to like not do too much research ahead of time because I want to just wander like I'll research like what's a must see, but I don't really do. And I make sure I'm in an area where it's like easy public transit or close to stuff. But like, I don't like study the map, see which direction stuff is. I really like to play a game with my intuition and just wander. And I always find the coolest stuff that like I wouldn't have found otherwise. And I'll like go wind in and out of streets and just like really have a good time. So I was like, I'm doing a wandering, find the magic day today. Like you need to fucking impress me today, universe, to show me this is, this is right. Like bring me, bring it on. So I leave the hotel and I'm wandering. I find the, the water because I'm on an island now. I'm very close to the water where I'm staying. So I'm like, oh, wow, this beautiful cliff. So beautiful. I love it. Thanks, universe. And I keep walking. And literally like every fucking 500 meters, which I don't know how far that is, but I just... That's how everything is in meters now. And there's like a little curve and I walk around and I'm like, oh my God, this is the <laughs> this is so magical. And it just keeps getting bigger and more dramatic every time I go a little further down this walk. So I, I, I've, I come to this beautiful park on the cliff and there's a, there's a 7-Eleven. So I'm like, I'm going to get a little snack. And, and there's these really cool, <laughs> 7-Elevens are really cool in Asia. They have really good stuff and they're not more expensive than like the market usually, or at least not here. Um, anyways, I get me a little snack and there's these really cool in this park. There's these really cool, like carved out of stone, like tables and seats that are like, look like they're from. Arthur in the round table or something. King Arthur in the Knights of the Round Table. They're really cool. So I'm like, wow, this is really cool. So I sit there and I have a snack and I do some journaling, whatever. And I'm like, okay, time to keep going. But I'm like, universe, you're doing a good job so far. This is a really cool walk. And then I'm like, oh, there's this this is beautiful archway. There must be something in here. What is this? And I wander in and it's another beautiful park. And I go down this this there's all these like little nooks and crannies of these like secret gardens. Like it's so cool. And I walk down this path and cross this little bridge and I'm seeing signs that there's a waterfall situation. I'm like, Oh wow. Okay. And I see there's this, this pretty strong, it's not a river though. It's like a stream, but like a big stream, but not big enough to be a river. And it sort of got dams to control the flow. And I'm like, Oh, this must be the waterfall. (laughs) It wasn't the waterfall. Oh, oh. no. Uh, but it was really cool. And you could like walk. They had these stones. You could like walk across this like rushing stream. And there was more secret spots, which I eventually came back to this area because the water was rushing so loud. And I like meditated and journaled there. It was so magical. But anyway, so I'm like bopping across the stream. There's this beautiful like... I don't know what it was, but it was in the same style as all the palaces and temples here. They all have a very, uh, pretty much the same like ornate, like paintwork and stuff. So beautiful. Keep walking. It's just these winding paths. You feel like you're in like a fairy forest. And then I see, oh, the waterfall. There's more signs for the waterfall. So I'm like, okay, wow. Okay, here we go. I walk down. First of all, I accidentally walked. I didn't know you had to pay to go see this waterfall. Oops. So I walk down the way out and I have no idea. I'm completely oblivious until I'm coming back up 
and I'm, I see the signs and I see like a ticket office and I'm like, oh no. But I was like, oops. I felt like I just, I didn't mean to. So I was like, I don't know, maybe I should have gone and paid, but there was a hundred people there. I think I was fine. <laughs> I, I manifested a free visit to the waterfall. It was probably like a dollar in US dollars to see it. And I bought something at the little market surrounding it. But anyways, I so I manifested a free visit to this waterfall. I'm walking down these stairs. You can hear how loud the water is. And I'm getting like really excited. I'm like, oh my gosh. I don't know how tall it was, but it was one of the biggest waterfalls I've ever seen. <laughs> and I've seen a lot of waterfalls from various travels. I have seen a lot. This was huge. It was so magical. It was so beautiful. I got up pretty close to it and you're just getting sprayed. I have this, the, I always take like set my phone up and take a video and just kind of like pose to screenshot pictures. And my hair is like so frizzy with all of the, like, I'm like, I don't know if these are usable, like the, the little like frizz ball around my whole head from all the mist. Oh, it was, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like this, this is the best wandering find the magic walk I've ever been on universe you win. I believe you. It was so cool. I just like happened upon this fucking waterfall that I had no idea existed. It was crazy. That's amazing. It was so magical. And then I went back up to the garden and went near the stream and like journaled and wrote and and felt so good. And then Mm. I kept wandering through the city and I found this beautiful market. And like, I was just like, I don't even know how I got here. Like, (laughs) it was so incredible and i'm walking through this market it's huge and like there's all so we're on an island and it was the same in busan tons and tons of seafood fish i have never walked through a fish market like this it's it's a little you know it's a bunch of dead fish but like they're like all these different colors it's like rainbows it's like the most beautiful thing i've ever seen and wow i mean and and there's just all these like little old ladies like (laughs) gutting the fish i mean it was just like it was such an experience that part not so beautiful but i was just like oh my gosh like i'm in freaking south korea like this is so cool this fish market is beautiful and huge and um then i found this little bubble ring i got because i wanted i thought it was cute it's kind of like got a rainbow sheen to it which doesn't really show but i wanted to commemorate my fun day um and and so i came home and i you know shared my news and I canceled all my Japan bookings and I started rebooking for Bali, which then I was, my card got flagged for fraud when I tried to book my Bali flight. I was like, oh no, is this a sign? No, it's fucking Mercury retrograde. It's fine. Um, it's fine. We figured it out. I rebooked. I trusted my intuition and um, yeah, it was just amazing. And I just wanted to sort of share that last part of the story because like, it's hard to trust your intuition. It's hard to resist the ego. But like you, mm-hmm. you can say like, hey, universe, like I'm trying to lean in my intuition here. I hear you. I hear the message loud and clear. Can you just, can you just send me a sign or like maybe the biggest sign ever? And then I promise I'll listen, but keep your word. <laughs> but the universe will communicate with you. Like you will you will be shown, you will be confirmed and validated in your intuition. So that's, that's my last two weeks summed up. (laughs) We've had a big fun time. Lots of things happening. Lots of life changes. Juliet's getting married. Sadie's going to Bali early. (laughs) 
I love it. it. We're living, baby. We're in our purpose. We're in our power. We're going to see all of you for the Discover Divine Purpose event next week. Make sure you RSVP in the show notes. Uh, Anything else we want to, before we wrap up our amazing two-hour episode of what's going on with us? (laughs) The extravaganza. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you for being in our world and listening to our podcast and, you know, even the episodes where we just share what's new with us. That's just so exciting and wonderful that you want to know. I was so excited to tell all of you my news and I'm just, I'm so excited to spend time with a lot of you at that free event coming up. It's going to be amazing. And also those of you who decide to join us in Bali for our week-long immersive retreat, there is still time. Come join the goddesses and witches in Bali. We can't wait. It's going to be amazing. Can't wait. It's be amazing. Last chance 200 is the code. Mm-hmm. Save $200 and choose pay with a firm at checkout. And there's like amazing payment plan options. And we're thrilled. We're so thrilled. Oh my gosh. Make sure you're yeah, following us <laughs> on social media. Our handles are the same on TikTok and Instagram. You can find us at Goddess Hangs. I'm at I am Sadie Olson. I'm at Juliet.piper. And we'll see you next week. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye.